I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello there, everybody. This is a podcast. It's called I Miss You, Man. My name is Lonnie. His name is Dylan. Dylan, how the bloody hell are you? What's wrong? This is a podcast where we take each other on a journey each week. It could be about anything, life, pop culture, everything in between. But this is our mega series where we go through our favourite actor in the whole world's filmography, Christina Ricci, chronological order, and... uh, Got to a very middle point mm. in 2012's Bella Me, and mm. we Lonnie. Would you say middle as in middle of a career or middle as in middling movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's Bella Me all about, Dylan? Another period piece, eh? A bloody classic period piece, mate. One of the greats. If you like shit movies. Whoa. Nah, nah, come on, nah, all right. Well, what's the plot? We got bloody R. Pats, Robert Pattinson, playing Georges Dubois. Did I pronounced that right? Okay. Okay, good. That's yeah, good. Did a good job. Well, here we go. Uh, he's like a former soldier. Um, he's piss poor after the war. And he meets like an old war mate. And like a like a dingy club, mm-hmm. who's there for some reason, and um, he basically invites him to dinner, and he meets like his wife and her friends, and then one of the friends' husband is an editor of a newspaper, and he gets a job there, and we're off to the races. What what else happens, Lonnie? Well, yeah, from that sort of lucky lucky break. He rises through the ranks of French society. So we're sort of... Yeah, French society entirely populated by British people. Yeah, yeah all British accents and stuff. Even even Christina. <laughs> love it. Um, so yeah, he, he's, he's, as you said, he's piss poor, gets a break. And from there, he starts affairs with three different women to basically just keep his, his place in society. He seems very upset and very concerned he will be poor again, doesn't he? He doesn't want that. No, which I, I can appreciate. But he also, he is scheming all the time. But he doesn't seem particularly happy about his schemes smart. or smart mm. or 
He's very worried about being seen as dumb. I was like, dude, you are pretty dumb. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. All his, um, because his initial job at the papers, like writing diaries from the war mm. in the paper, and his mate's wife helps him write them. Mm. Yeah. And as soon as he gets called down and has to write on his own, they're like, this is dribble. It's shit. <laughs> So yeah, he, he, he sees that he's not very talented, but what he can do is make women fall in love with him, and that's pretty much mm. how he keeps his place in society. Yeah, Dylan. He's Bellamy, he's which translates to beautiful friend. Beautiful friend. He's got a few of beautiful friends, hasn't he? Now, Absolutely. Robert Pattinson is a very charming guy. He's very handsome. But for some reason mm. in this movie, he's got no riz. So I find it very hard to believe that he would be having these three different affairs all at once, you know? He's he's very greasy in this movie, he's isn't super he? Gr- the hair is terrible. <laughs> and I think like yeah. they, were, they were trading off him being a heartthrob from Twilight, right? But yeah. I, I feel like he didn't want to be a heartthrob, and you can see that in this movie, the tension mm. between them treating him as a heartthrob and him hating it every minute. Absolutely, he can't stand it, yeah. it feels like. He just wants to act. That's all he wants to do. Do weird little movies, and he's a weird little guy. Spit <laughs> <a bit> arch. <laughs> I'm in the He's a weird that. little fucking gremlin, this R. Pattinson, isn't he? <laughs> no, I, don't mean, I, think you think, I think that's more interesting to him as an actor, like The Lighthouse. Oh, he, of course. Even The Batman, you know, like yeah, yeah. he plays the creepiest Batman we've had, just about. Which we love. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say that. Um, so the first woman he's an affair with is Christina. And I think she's doing a pretty good job here, Dylan, as always. Yeah, mate. She's very charming. Delivers all her dialogue very naturally. Mm-hmm. Even though it's in the wrong accent. But you can't blame her for that because everyone's got the British accent going. For some reason. Uh, I could I could, I could kind of believe their, their tension and their... Chemistries. It felt the most believable. Yeah, maybe because they. I think they all have pretty age. decent chemistry. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It seems to be that they actually were in love a bit. These two characters. The other ones were more uh, convenience for him. Hmm. That's true. I didn't really understand. So he, has, he, so he just has an affair with her, and she's sort of keeps him as a, like he's like a mistress basically. Yeah, they have a fuck pad. Yeah, I was going to say love nest. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's cool. I think, think, Dylan, personally, you've got a pretty good life. You've got a job where you don't have to do anything much. You've got a love nest with Christina Ricci. Just live your life. Don't stop stop trying to be anything else. What more do you want out of life, really? You know? Apparently Uma Thurman. Well, Uma Thurman is around and he sort of weasels away into her life after her husband dies, so he sort of brings himself up in society even more. Their, their thing is weird. They don't seem to really love each other at all. There's that really awkward scene where he's really horny and she sort of lets him go at it. Didn't like yeah, that. Cause, uh, she, yeah, that's weird. But I think also things just kind of happen. Yeah. In this movie, there isn't very much set up for things, too. Like, Uma Thurman and Robert Pattinson's characters, 
they at this point, just before they get married, they've had like one scene together. Yeah. And then he goes to see his friend who's dying, his soldier buddy, and she's there, obviously. And then the next scene, he's like, let's get married. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, that I didn't really see how that was connected. Like, I, I get it in the sense of women have to have a husband in that sort of world, right? And it's a good move for him because he can move up. But you're right, it just sort of happened. And he's not given as much, Robert, in this movie. So you can't really get into his character. Mm. That's the, true. The yeah. weirdest one for me, though, was uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, who is the older woman that he <laughs> um, sleeps with huh? and gets gets involved with. So she's very um, off-putting to him. They're not really connected at all. There's nothing going on between them. She shuts him down repeatedly. Then they have sex once, and she turns, doesn't she? Oh, mate, she turns full 180. Go and gaga for this it. one. She can't get enough of Robert Pattinson after that. She's absolutely obsessed. Which... I, I get what they're going for, but it just doesn't work because he's not nice to her at all and I don't buy anything that's going on with them. Absolutely. There should have been some more no flirtation good. beforehand, right? Yeah, they have like a weird pear scene. Yeah. Where he like brings her pears and he's like, aren't you going to eat it? He's like, oh, <laughs> I guess I could. <laughs> and then she bites into the pear and she's like, hmm. Metaphor, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It, um, the weird one, this one, maybe. And then as it, as it goes on, spoiler alert, he ends up with someone else anyway. A teenage girl, or even younger, potentially. Her daughter? Yeah. Nah, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's also some like, weird political stuff going on in the background that's somehow affected by... The work yeah. he's doing on the newspaper? I didn't really understand any of that. I'm, I'm a big dumb boy, but <laughs> can you run me through it, or did it just not make sense overall either? It, it didn't make much sense, but I, I guess the idea was um, he was using his political connections in the newspaper, or his, his, his boss was even more so, the editor of the newspaper. And it's at the time when they realised that the media could be controlling the narrative of politics. Um, wasn't just Ooh, so like much reporting what yeah, <laughs> in a way, yes. Okay, um, all right. And then I think what they did, they helped one guy get elected to be Prime Minister slash Foreign Secretary on the promise that they won't go into war. And then as soon as he gets into war, gets into sorry, gets into power, they go for the war. And at the same time, they've secretly been buying, I guess, stocks or, or some capacity that are going to benefit from the war. So they, they did a big... Big um, corruption, basically. Mm. And they, they kind of yeah. used Robert to do that. He was a, a, a patsy in the... A fool. Oh, I like Yeah. Patsy Pattinson, as they yeah, call him. Yes, that's all they say. But you're right, that, that stuff isn't very well dramatised, I don't think. Or interesting. No. It's not very interesting. It's a very boring movie. Yeah, for a movie that is full of, of sex and... Yeah, Andy. scandalous and, affairs. Yeah, yeah. It's very, just, yeah, dry. Nothing happens. Yeah, the very matter of fact, like when him and Christina first get together, mm. and it's like, all right, we'll do this. We'll, we'll get a little little place. We'll come to yours first, and then we'll go to the place, and that's mm. where we'll meet, and that's where we'll have our affairs. 
Yes. And we'll have our bit of fun on the side. Let's do it. Doesn't that sound lovely? <laughs> and this does seem to be the movie, Dylan, where she grew underarm hair. I sent you the clip where she spoke about this <laughs> on Graham Norton, which I didn't realise. So Sinead has told me for years and years, there's this bit of Graham Norton where she talks about doing her underarm hair. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure which movie that is, but it's probably coming up and I've worked out of this one. And we watch it together. And then she played me the clip, but she never told me that Ricky and Steve were there. <laughs> uh, one of our boys, others on the borderline. <laughs> yeah, so Ricky, Gervais and Steve Merchant are there, obviously promoting something else. And Christina's there on the couch talking about how she had to grow underarm hair for the role. 2012. What would they have been promoting? Maybe Derek? Maybe? Derek. Life's not short, maybe? Oh, yeah, possibly, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was told to grow the underarm hair because it was period accurate for the time. Yet she didn't have to shave her legs. She had to shave her legs still. Yeah, and very odd. As, as Ricky says on the couch, couldn't they just, like, put a little wig on for your underarm hair? How weird. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> Getting into character, yeah. I suppose. I guess... It's kind of got those vibes of George Lucas saying that bloody Carrie Fisher can't wear a bra because there's no underwear in space. George, what does that matter? What are you talking about, George? You're not his best moment, George. (laughs) As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, yeah, we've, been, we've been talking a lot in this series about Roger Ebert, and we always get excited when he has watched the movie, right? Absolutely. Has he watched it this week, Lonnie? Mate, he's watched it and he has eviscerated it. And Ooh. he was not happy with Robert. He didn't like Christina. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's no good. That's, yeah, we, we've got a few left with this, but I'm, I'm glad we got this one because he is writing so well. Okay, can I read that to you? Mostly? On top of his game. Absolutely. He does not hold back. So, he says, 
Bellamy adds to the aura of mystery that has enveloped Robin Pattinson since the Twilight films. That mystery involves why this actor, whose default mode is passive brooding, has been cast as a man irresistible to women. One can barely accept that a naive high school girl might fall to his strong, silent vampire. But in Bellamy, he successfully seduces three of the most powerful beauties in Paris society, despite having no talent, no money, and no conversation. <laughs> so it goes, goes on to say, in the course of the film, George will seduce all three women, marry one, and the daughter of another, and prove himself to be a thoroughly thorough, thoroughgoing rotter, cad and bounder. The women are all elegant and intelligent. They know the ways of the world, and they know George's history. Why do they find him attractive? We don't, and that failure is the downfall of the film. Ooh. Brutal, right? Uh, he says here, The actresses do what they can with this sad sack. The surprise for me is Christina Ricci, <laughs> who I think of as an undernourished and nervous, who I think of as undernourished and nervous, but who flowers here in a warm ripeness. Okay. Um... <laughs> Her character makes the mistake of actually loving George. This involves make uh, this involves pure acting skill on her part, since Pattinson gives her so little to work with. <laughs> so that's good. He's keen on our girl, which is good to see. Absolutely. Um, Bellamy ends with George's marriage to a young woman I haven't yet mentioned, and as the new couple walk down the aisle, they pass those who George has betrayed and savaged through the years. It is good to see a poor boy from the provinces make good. I think you might be being sarcastic at the end there, the old Roger. <laughs> what do you reckon, Dylan? I would think so. How many stars did he give it, Lonnie? Oh, I don't actually have that. Give me one second. Oh, hello. Poor preparation on my part. No, nah, you're all right. Two out of four. No good. I'm not sure how it gets two stars out of that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear much complimentary stuff in there. He also says, this is rude actually, he says, Pattinson, alas, is an actor who hasn't mastered the art of smiling convincingly. He smiles as if saying, cheese. In this world of sophisticated decadence, <laughs> he needs a sardonic smile. Imagine Jeremy Irons or Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Right. Sure. I mean, he doesn't smile a lot, does he, old uh, Pats, in any movies? Not really. really. A little bit of Cedric, I guess. Maybe he realised it was his fault. Yeah. And he stopped taking roles where you have to smile. <laughs> Maybe he read this. He's like, you know what, Roger? You got me. I can't smile. Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to Letterboxd as well, Dylan. Yeah, I'm Washmasters. That's beautiful. Right. Gal Pacino gave this two and a half stars. Gal out says, of five? Out of five, yes. Gal says, yeah, okay. This movie's plot is literally just about a guy burning his way around 1890 Paris, and somehow it's still hard to follow. Yeah. At one, at one point, Uma Thurman yells about the scarcity of grain, and Rob pauses for a few <laughs> moments, then says, This is boring, which sums up the movie pretty well. Yeah. Right? That's very true. At least it helped us realise that Rob would be a perfect weird Darcy 
in a twisted art house Austin adaptation by like Claire Denny, where he eats his own shit or something. <laughs> I hadn't read the whole sentence before oh, I started that. Sorry. Jesus. Oh my goodness. Um, however, Gal also gives us a thirst watch ranking where he's been given four and a half out of five. So, it says, look. No, nah, he's too greasy. Well, it does say letterboxed cover photo, literally an image of Rob with his hand around Kristen Scott Thomas's neck. Of course, it's hot. He wears waistcoats and top hats and sometimes nothing at all. There are like 12 different sex scenes and everyone is with a cool older woman. It's Milf City. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned the quote from Roger about him, nope, how he don't find him attractive in that failure of the film. Gal says, speak for yourself, Roger. <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he, though? <laughs> he did. Um, and this um, one, I think, actually sums think... it up, Dylan. Sorry to... Okay. Give you this all right. one no, go on. Respond to all of them. Andrea G, two stars. Must the movie be good? Isn't it enough to see Robert Pattinson horroring his way through Paris? Hello. There we go. Good stuff. So, what do you reckon? Maybe good, bad. I think bad. Yeah. I think probably the is my major issue. Yeah. It was adapted from a book, right? Mm. I think it really feels like it is missing a lot of the background context that narration of a book provides. Okay. If you know what I mean, I like you. explaining all this stuff possibly about what's happening with this fucking, the grain as you, um, Thurma was talking about and all this political stuff and, you know, how he feels about these women probably with an internal narration as well. I haven't yeah. read the book, but I'm guessing that's probably in there. It just feels like they just took all the dialogue from the book and just put it into a film, which sometimes that doesn't yeah. work. There's, there's stuff missing for sure. Yeah. All right, looking forward no, to good. the future though, Dylan. We've got uh, Warflowers coming up. Oh, mate. It's going to be so good, right? She's playing a character called Sarah Beth, so she's got to be good. <laughs> That's a one word. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Not good. We'll see about that one. But then we got the Smurfs too. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Absolutely. It's the first time I'm going to watch a sequel movie without watching the first one. Wow. Yeah. Looking forward to it? Absolutely. A little bit naughty. I do not recognize. Absolutely. <laughs> this Warflowers movie. Yeah. There's like two paragraphs on it. And I do not recognize anyone else in this movie except no. Christina Ricci. I'm going to say it's a bad sign. Do you think... You said you said off pod her agent might need a bit of work around this time. <laughs> her agent might, might need some improvement, I mean. Yeah, I think she needs to look for someone else yeah. at this point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we're not on the high end of the Christina Chronicles, but they can't all be winners, so that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And, as always, she's good. That's the thing we're realising, aren't we? She's... Good and everything, just about. Absolutely, that's true. She's always usually the best part. Yeah, that's true. All right. I don't know gonna... where we're going to watch this movie. Oh no! Oh no! It's not a good sign. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. It's on. It's on YouTube. We're all good. Okay. It's fine. Thank God. It's okay. All right. 
Uh, we've got a big back catalogue of Christina Chronicles. Uh, we've got 42 chapters before this, so you can get amongst those. Uh, we've also other episodes of all sorts of shapes and sizes and formats and topics. How are we, Dylan? Recommend one, morning. Quick. Right now. Um, I'm going to go right with... Right now. I'm going to go back to, the, back to the archives, Dylan, your episode where you took us through obscure comic book characters. That was always fun, wasn't it? That was a classic, Your mate. first classic. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. They're all classics, thank you. actually. Appreciate yeah. that. Oh, hello. Come on, then. <laughs> Come on. And my recommendation is Twin Cities, another classic. Twin Cities. The first classic Lawny episode, <laughs> I think. Went too far, didn't I? No, not far enough, actually. All right. Um, we're on the socials. You can get us amongst us there on Twitter, uh, Insta, and Facey. Um, X, as I should say, for you, sorry. Um, <laughs> we thank Mark the Mayor for himself. Okay, it, it's it's going to end at some point, surely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thanks for being here, Dylan, and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye, and I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. <laughs> <laughs>